Welcome to Snape Chat, Voice of the Snapedom, dedicated to spreading Snape love the world over. This is Snape-centric. Thanks for joining us. The topic of this episode is Snape lives, because of course he does. I'll be discussing this with Meg's Dan Puff and our special guest, author extraordinaire Evil Bean. After that, I sit down with Evil Bean to talk about her works, which include Moonstone and that awful Snape boy. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is Snape Centric, and I'm here with Megs. Hello. Dan Puff. Hi there. And our special guest, Evil Bean. Hi, everyone. And today's topic is Snape Lives. Mm-hmm. Very it's exciting. Very near and dear to my heart. Same. So, yeah. None of us so. want Snape to die, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here because we love yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And he does such interesting things afterwards, too. So. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm not sure exactly when maybe five years ago there was a kind of a stir in the press of somebody on reddit was saying that snape didn't die and their argument was that he was not in the forbidden forest with harry's parents and remus and sarius and also that there's no mention of a body right Mm -hmm. yeah of what happened to him afterwards Mm -hmm. yeah yeah makes sense yeah especially because i mean you think about the epilogue you know, for what it is. But mm-hmm. Harry names Albus Severus after Severus as one of the bravest men he ever knew. How right. that wasn't brought to light or celebrated in the fact of him being a hero. We only hear about it the 19 years later. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. what happened between that time? Did Harry have some sort of memorial? I feel like he would have. Like, I feel like he would have been so moved in the moment to like do something for Snape too. So I would hope mm-hmm. among the wizarding world, it wouldn't be a secret if, you know, if it went that way i agree right. especially so, having named his son after him yeah so sort of implies that it meant something to him and that probably mm-hmm. he did more than just that no right idea. whether the man himself would have wanted harry to tell everybody his secrets it would have been important to harry at least that his name be rehabilitated so to say yeah i don't think snape would ever expect it i don't think he ever wanted he didn't want glory like obviously that was not his intent it never was mm-hmm. his goal but whether right. he was given it or not that was kind of out of his hands at that point. I think J.K.R. said that Snape's portrait was also not among those of the other headmasters. Rude. <laughs> yes. Until Harry Rude. saw it and <laughs> made sure it got changed. That hurts my heart a little bit but yeah, it also it like informs it that Harry was like no that's wrong he needs to be there he belongs there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Minerva's better than that. You know what I mean? Like she yeah, like, like she would not yeah I don't I don't that's I'm mad yeah, I'm knowing sure that she now felt horribly guilty. <laughs> like it's <Yeah>. real salty <laughs> bless Harry <laughs> yeah JKR was like well he abdicated his duty and for that reason it's like mm. well what does everybody die in the office right I mean, yeah on. I guess yeah I don't know <laughs> well maybe maybe so maybe that's yeah. how they you know yeah they found dip it in his rooms and then all of a sudden they're like okay who's next and the Dumbledore's like I guess I'll do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Any takers? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> but it's just thinking yeah. everything Severus did during that last year, like he doing everything he could to protect mm-hmm. everyone he could while maintaining his role, like how impossible a task that was. And to be like, oh, well, he abdicated or, oh, he was a death eater. Like, no, he did everything he could to protect yeah. the school and to protect the people in it. And you're just going to be like, nope, he doesn't get a portrait. And Dumbledore knows that. And Dumbledore's portrait is there. You think he would be like, uh, you know, I don't know. He's he's a problematic man, but I feel like he would make a de- a big deal about it. I would hope he would. If he didn't, then he should have. Shame on you, Dumbledore. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> yes, and, and I feel like Hogwarts would know, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird for me because uh, the castle would know what Severus was about. So for yeah. me, it, it is a little weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The the school has its own magic. So that is, exactly. yeah, that's very weird. Unless it was like in his will or something that he didn't want to be put on the wall. Like part of his like modesty sort of thing. But then eventually mm-hmm. Harry, you know, because he's bullheaded. So he's going to do whatever <laughs> he wants and be like, forget it. You deserve to be up there. <laughs> And then maybe he is yeah. and then gets in an argument with Harry, like, what am I doing here? I didn't want to be here. Do you want, oh, do you want yeah. to be around all these old ass dudes? Like, no, you wouldn't. Like, <laughs> Maybe he didn't want to deal with Dumbledore anymore. You exactly. Know, after a year. exactly. Yeah. He's like, let me rest in peace. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Anyway, he lives. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, so this is all academic. Yep, Somewhere. All academic. So anyway, there's some other clues in the text. His first speech where he bottles fame, grew glory, and even stoppered death. And if he can teach people how to do that, he should be able to take his own advice. And yeah, for sure. Especially, especially if it. he knows his death is imminent. Like obviously he knew. Like he mm-hmm. knew that he was going to die. So for him to not yeah. be prepared for that. He had to have been prepared for any possibility especially Mm -hmm. the role he was in. Like, not just a Death Eater, but climbing those things and being that close and being headmaster of Hogwarts, like, and being the spy. Like, of course he was at risk. Of course he was in danger. And he's a potions master. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We talked in previous episodes, like, he created Mm -hmm. spells. He fixed potions. What Mm -hmm. can he do? And knowing the position he's in, of course he's going to plan for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He has a little box of all the potions, like, all the necessary potions that he shrinks down and has with him at all times. Obviously, mm-hmm. be it for himself or for other people. I mean, like, why wouldn't he do that? Why not? <laughs> I even read a fanfic once where he would put like he brew potions and put them in little capsules and he would like embed them in his body so he could like have them go off without like anyone to the fact that he was ingesting potions so he would have like healing potions and like anything he might need on the job like he was capsules inside of him so he could like that's the kind like he's so clever and intelligent like of course he could do things like that (laughs) Mm-hmm. Especially because you know he was tortured multiple times by Voldemort. You know that it's like, regardless of how mm-hmm. good of a servant he was, I mean, Voldemort just has fun with that. So I just, I could totally see that. Some sort of pain relief thing for him to like pretend scream or something. Kind of like, what was it? The the witch who liked being burned so often because oh, it would yeah. tickle. You remember that? That would be Snape. <laughs> like, he, like it would just be tickling him or something. 
some sort of yeah. spell that would just protect him from it and he could just fake it mm-hmm. he exactly it. the man's a spy come on yeah. <laughs> and he knows real misery I mean he could dredge up some real emotionally yeah, traumatic no. stuff yeah mm-hmm. where Cruciat is yawning behind his hand mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah there's all sorts of, of potions he could preload them take mm-hmm. them before he allows lucius the judas goat to take him mm-hmm. yeah either beforehand having them on hand to take after like something mm-hmm. he's probably over prepared for any possibility right yeah the one Especially- thing that i was surprised by was the fact that he didn't pre-bottle the memories you know like either a he wanted to hold on to them until oh, the very end you know what i mean that's very good yeah, because it was kind of like just happened to be like, okay, I'm dying and now I need to get these to Harry. But it's almost like it was a comfort, mm-hmm. even though they were some most were terrible memories that it, he mm-hmm. remi- reminded himself why he was doing what he was doing. So I always thought that was interesting that he didn't have it prepared ahead of time. Well, see, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that he didn't actually die. So he wanted to fake it. So he had to do this whole dramatic thing. Yeah. Oh, he's drama. Oh, he's 100% drama. <laughs> yeah, so he did it for the drama like oh no I'm dying quick take these memories it was because mm-hmm. he didn't die so yeah planned the whole thing for the exactly. drama exactly yeah who thinks that the way they portrayed it in the movie was a little bit low tech I, I thought know. they could have made it I mean here's a little tear oh pick it up yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it, they could have yeah. taken some CGI and made it look like memories mm-hmm. you know that he was definitely memories, whatever it's definitely more dramatic in the book <laughs> yeah really. yes yeah, it is. Okay. Well, of course, we know he's the potions master, so he's got lots of skills. Mm-hmm. And he possibly even brewed Arthur Weasley's antidote, the one he yeah. got bitten by Nagini. I can so, see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I never thought about that, but that absolutely. If anyone, if he like couldn't, if the healers at St. Mungo's couldn't get it figured out, that they went to try and do muggle stitches, like who else <laughs> to try and figure it out than Severus? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, but that makes the most sense. Sense. He's been correcting potions since he was a student. Like, of exactly. course. And you know, for a lot of antidotes, you need the venom for the snake too. So who else yeah. than Snape could have right. done that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he could have got a access. hold of venom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was somebody like to read that passage or I shall go ahead and do it. And Voldemort swiped the air with the Elder Wand. It did nothing to Snape, who for a split second seemed to think that he had been reprieved. But then Voldemort's intention became clear. The snake's cage was rolling through the air. Before Snape could do anything more than yell, it encased him, head and shoulders. And Voldemort spoke in parcel tongue. Kill. There was a terrible scream. Harry saw Snape's face losing the little color it had left. It whitened as his black eyes widened, as the snake's fangs pierced his neck, as he failed to push the enchanted cage off himself, as his knees gave way and he fell to the floor. I regret it, said Voldemort coldly. He turned away. There was no sadness in him, no remorse. It was time to leave the shack and take charge with a wand that would now do his full bidding. He pointed it at the starry cage holding the snake, which drifted upward off state, fell sideways onto the floor, blood gushing from the wounds in his neck. Voldemort swept from the room without a backward glance, and the great serpent floated after him in its huge protective sphere. 
I always wondered why Voldemort didn't use the killing curse. The only thing I could figure was that he was saving it for Harry and was like hesitant because the last time he, well, no, because he killed like Charity Burbage, right? So I don't know. I I was, Mm -hmm. could only imagine him being anxious because of what happened with Harry when he was a baby. I think he was afraid that the, you know, the wand wouldn't work on its master, you know? For me, that's the reason why he didn't use his wand directly on Severus. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, because in the past when what is it the like tale of the three brothers the one had like his throat was slit you know and stolen or or even just exactly yeah and, and Voldemort doesn't know that you just have to take it from the master which he didn't do mm-hmm. and obviously the whole Snape to Draco yeah blah blah so yes. yeah and, <laughs> and you know it is Voldemort is thinking that you need to kill someone to, to advance mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense okay yeah absolutely but then it wouldn't be drama <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Snape is extra. Yeah. And maybe something Mm -hmm. poetic about, okay, we're going to inject the potions master with venom. Surely he's not prepared for this. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) He doesn't carry around anti venom because he's surrounded by a poisonous snake almost every day. (laughs) Exactly. It takes him longer to die. And therefore, he has time to get the memories to Harry. Mm -hmm. Which with an AK, he wouldn't. Yes. Right. That's exactly. A, yeah. He would be gone. Like that would be. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also surprising to think that one neck wound <laughs> was enough to yeah. kill him in technically a short amount of time when Arthur Weasley was literally bit all over his body, mm-hmm. you know, and then they had to send yeah. someone to go retrieve him and then take him to the hospital. So obviously he did not die. That makes no sense. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a terrible reader, but it refers to blood gushing from his wound, which could mean, a, I mean, was that flowing could, or was it arterial spray like right. I mean, it could have been his main, you know, main artery, which makes a difference. Like if that didn't happen to Arthur, you know, that would be one thing. But like, obviously the snake would mm-hmm. know I'm going for a killing blow versus just like yeah. torturing or attacking for the sake of probably striking fear into the order, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, like showing like, hey, yeah. you're you know we know you're here and we can do something about it mm-hmm. no one's safe it tells you what a weirdo i am but I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking are those fangs large enough to actually damage the artery yeah oh definitely <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. know okay mm-hmm. if you look at size of fangs on a like a rattlesnake and uh bigger right. I but don't it's, know. A, it's a giant snake so <laughs> it's a giant snake so it's got giant fangs. yeah it's practically yeah. like stabbing with a knife so absolutely but yeah tiny snake I mean, yeah, no, definitely. I don't think there would be gushing. It would definitely be death by venom mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, yeah. The closer I read it recently, yes, that it did look like it was only one bite. Yeah. Suck and... it out, Harry. Get it. Suck it out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Use your Boy Scouts knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say that you should allow wounds to bleed really to get the germs out. Well, yeah, and get the, so maybe the venom out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I do have this thing on the outline that says blood looks like more than it is. Um, actually, that's in a professional opinion because I worked in a lab for 20 years. And mm-hmm. I saw somebody drop a pint of blood and it covered the floor really yeah. quickly. And that's that's only about a half pint. How much at most do people usually donate do we know like as far as like are able to give up that would be a full pint and then yeah. it's separated into different parts so yeah that's why i mean even just half that amount of 
of, of red cells. Right. Or, I mean, they just spread all over. So it's, mm-hmm. it looks horrible. It looks, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it does. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's, I think it's a, a natural thing for people when they see blood outside the body. It's shocking. And definitely in real life, watching movies is a whole different thing. But mm-hmm. yeah. And I think he would know that. And if he was, say, trying to fake his death, that might be something he would keep in mind. Or, oh, they're mm-hmm. going to see all this blood and they're going to mm-hmm. think I'm a lost mm-hmm. cause. If that yeah. was the goal, or maybe just not even him thinking that, maybe they're mm-hmm. younger, they might not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you a, have, yeah. You have the a, draft of living death. You know what I mean? Like there's obviously mm-hmm. ways to completely convincingly fake a death. So yeah. Uh-huh. But then I've seen well, works where they talk about, oh, I've got blood replenishing potion on me. So even if it was a right. it's like that's something a potion could fix that he could exactly have on hand or maybe even say Hermione could have that on hand Mm -hmm. okay you know he says look at me and then the green eyes found the black but after a second something in the depths of the dark pair seemed to vanish leaving them fixed blank and empty the hand holding Harry thudded to the floor and Snape moved no more he could just have lost consciousness and they're leaving this dying man and just running off. I, mm-hmm. I'm really fucking pissed off at him, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> so, I feel like with Harry, he he acted too cool for the situation. Like, I feel like he would have gone into mm-hmm. some sort of hysterics, you know, around it that maybe that's just me, but mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. Or send a Patronus to somebody to come to the Shrieking to- Shack immediately or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Yeah, that's because, just... I mean, that's, that's what people do yeah yeah they regardless of how you who, feel mm-hmm. yeah which to be fair they were still in the middle of a battle so if you just you think someone's True. dead and you're like i have to go kill voldemort oh right. no like yep more like people are dying out there <laughs> yep exactly like if you're distracted and panicking and not thinking mm-hmm. about it you're like okay well he's dead and i really have to go mm-hmm. you can see like i mean i do understand how it might be like well they just left him there but also they're kids they have more responsibilities mm-hmm. than children should even have so like I understand right. even though yeah. I'm like you could have done something right that's what we don't have to like it uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they like to think well Hermione instead of getting kissed in the chamber of secrets you know stay mm-hmm. behind or or that Lucius went back I can or that Snape had a house elf who is invisible mm-hmm. just be there after the whole thing and once everybody's gone takes care of them I don't know there's many possibilities there are so many possibilities that's right and that's why he's alive even if no one else knows it Mm -hmm. that's right (laughs) and he's on a desert island drinking a pina colada living his best life forgetting everything Mm -hmm. about the war (laughs) (laughs) sure Mm -hmm. yes another thing i have to ask is do you think snape wanted to live that is an interesting question Mm -hmm. he was probably so damn tired by then yeah i can see it both ways like i've come this far like i think he deserves to live but did he want to i don't know Mm -hmm. he had such a shit life where yeah right it's a final like finding peace after everything like regardless of Mm -hmm. there's nothing or something waiting for him yeah and he's so close to being done with it i can just see him surviving because someone else interfered and then being pissed about it like i was (laughs) close to being done with everything and you brought me back (laughs) right (laughs) yes i've i've read fix to that effect yes and you know the thing is maybe if Harry didn't show that maybe mm-hmm. he would have done something to live because he's, what he needed to do wasn't 
done yet, but as soon as Ari is there and he, he can pass around his memories, I mean, it's mm-hmm. done then. So mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe for him at that moment, it was just the end. Mm-hmm. He did what mm-hmm. he had to do. So, oh, did he make final arrangements? Did he have his books all packed up? And I don't know. I've read a couple of fics where either Hermione or Minerva go and pack up his books and everything, all his effects, Mm -hmm. which are both very affecting. Mm -hmm. Makes me really sad to think about. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But like you think, I I don't know, just depends on how long Wormtail would have been with him at Benner's End because like he would have been there before the school year per se. Mm -hmm. And then he'd be at the school so it would have been easy for him to completely pack up his life and either have it mm. shrunk down or everything in a single trunk that then he was ready to like lee with if that makes sense i could definitely see that mm-hmm. i mean the question yeah. for me is did he care about it yeah. because if he did obviously he, he had to be aware that there were there, there were you know really high risk to to die in this war but mm-hmm. if he didn't care mm-hmm. then <laughs> you know right that's so sad to think about you right mm-hmm. <laughs> it is yeah because for some for you know a lot of people it can eventually come down to things or things people and relationships mm-hmm. are more important so yeah yeah right so yeah if he had his entire book collection and say what did they call those it's a leather briefcase sort of thing but okay. it's one of those that opens at the top yeah okay i i, I, I knew don't this. know what they're called <laughs> yeah nathan told me because i was writing something he's like the one like mary poppins a carpet bag is normally carpet what bag. it would be oh yes mm-hmm. did he take a carpet bag full of books yeah have them just ready to go are ready for whoever to dispose of his estate Mm -hmm. i could also have seen him leaving everything to harry like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden harry's dealing with the will of dumbledore like i could only imagine him dealing with the will of severus snape like how Mm -hmm. emotional and intense that could be (laughs) possibly holding on to some artifacts or memories regarding his mother or things like that could be really really Mm -hmm. intense yes yeah i think he he thought Harry had to die, you know, so I'm not right. sure he would have given anything to, to Harry yeah. in that setting, yeah. But in the, the idea is, is nice, anyway. Mm-hmm. I have our list of potions, anti-venom, anticoagulant, which are both muggle potions, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. blood replenisher, and dittany. And they had some dittany in their bag. I mean, yeah. maybe even just not knowing if it would work or not. Mm-hmm. What were you kids thinking? <laughs> they were. <laughs> They weren't. They weren't. It was traumatic. It was just, I think, like we said earlier, war was happening. There was no rational thinking involved. It was just reacting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) It's just reactions. And you know, to be fair, they they were thinking that he was still working for Voldemort at this point. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, that's also true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Harry's point of view would be very different. A port key, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An on-demand. ports to someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I've also seen is one of like someone does stay behind or someone does help and then once mm-hmm. he's like they've given him potions so once he's clearer headed he obliviates them and then leaves because oh, the uh-huh. idea of oh. taking his death and not wanting anyone to know he survived right right another option is if they were obliviated and they didn't know or remember that they had helped i can totally see yeah. that you know <laughs> oh yeah that really helps him get his make his getaway also fox's tears yes he was showing true loyalty to Dumbledore yes. or something like that, that maybe Fox would have come out of hiding and helped him out mm. there. I really like that idea. I've seen it before and it always makes me really happy because I'm like, yes, he deserves mm-hmm. that. He, yes, he deserves that recognition where Fox would be like, yes, I'm going to
going to go save him because he deserves it because he's loyal because he's done all of this. So mm-hmm. that gets me pumped up. Just like, yes, recognize <laughs> my man, go save yeah. him. Yes. I'm very into that, but I really love Snape. So I read all the fanfics where he's still alive. So I've seen mm-hmm. it all mm-hmm. in the different ways. <laughs> he does not get to stay dead in anything that I read. <laughs> yeah. That's the, no, the best thing about fan fiction is everyone's interpretation and ability to make things happen differently and make it believable. Like you read it and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not for the sake of just, oh, Snape's going to live. But all of those little things that we've been talking about that get written in mm-hmm. and the whole time you're like, uh, like, duh, that absolutely could have happened. And it's really cool. I don't even try to explain it when I'm writing. I'm just like, we just are all in agreement that he survived. Somehow. <laughs> we don't even remember <laughs> the thought that he came even close to death. Like we don't talk about it. I'm yeah. the same. <laughs> I'm the same, to be honest. I just want him, you know, alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that's all, yeah. I've been in denial since the seventh book, so it's fine. <laughs> but I do like reading all the different yeah. ways we'll come up with to explain it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I think she killed him because she had to. Yeah, or she thought she had to, just because was... of the narrative and because he killed Dumbledore. And that would be hard to deal with. It was mm-hmm. like the final act in his redemption arc was to sacrifice himself. Especially if he was convinced that Harry was going to die. Like everything and all the reasons why he was doing what he was doing for Dumbledore, for Harry, to have lost Dumbledore and then Harry. Like, I just don't think he'd be able to emotionally carry that, you know, burden. Like if that were the case mm-hmm. to survive. I mean, it would be the most interesting thing to, you know, see the aftermath if, if he's alive, but it is, I mean, seven other books, you know. But what do they say? The author is dead. Yeah, death of the author. Yes. yes. Which, yeah, we can do whatever we want. All you fic writers can do whatever you want. I'll just Absolutely. enjoy. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll just enjoy reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Do we want to talk about some fics? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Evil Bean has some good stories. There's one uh, called Moonstone. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? I mean, all I can say is that it isn't Jamaica Snape, you know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no. It's a little oh, sad. <laughs> Yes, it's, yeah, it's sad. And I mean, he lives, but it, it mm-hmm. is sad. Just be be aware of that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's always interesting for me to to deal with the aftermath, what what the author didn't do in the book. Because mm-hmm. if he lives, it is a complicated thing, you know. I don't have, I, I think, anything to add to that. But yeah, yeah, it is okay. always interesting for oh. me. And, and I, I just like to read stories where, where he's alive and mm-hmm. it is complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is better if it yes. is complicated. Yeah. Very highly recommended recommended. Thank you. <laughs> Why hasn't everybody read it already? I don't know. <laughs> Check it out as soon as we're done here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pretty much I could have probably gone through my bookmarks and found all sorts of wonderful fics where he's lived, but I kind of wanted to do it a little bit differently. There is a tag called Severus Snape Lives on AO3 and on our Rex page, I will have that sort of by kudos so the ones with the most Mm -hmm. positive votes I guess you'd say which isn't necessarily the best way to find things but when Mm -hmm. you're kind of doing that freestyle like that yeah I usually sort things by bookmarks because I figure anything someone's like saving like that I'm like yes that's gotta be oh yes that's a great one like even if they're not they haven't read it yet they're saving it to read you Mm -hmm. know later or interested in it at the very least oh that sounds good Mm -hmm. yeah that's just how I usually do it if I'm mm-hmm. looking for something kind of more vague and not specific, I'll sort of yeah. Find. And some people do hits too because obviously people are there. Not everyone leaves kudos mm-hmm. or like have downloaded the 
story and read it and then never go back. You know what right. I mean? Like sometimes I'll download the EPUBs to read on my iPad and then mm-hmm. I forget to go back and like comment and kudos and I feel really bad about it. But it's like I'm just ingesting so much so quickly and mm-hmm. it's just what happens. So that's also, you know, a thing. Sure. Um, Whatever people prefer to do, I figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it's it's good to hear different ways because. Well, I never have looked at the Snape Lives tag, but most, like I said, most things I read, he is alive anyway. So I was thinking, right. Right. what what are things that I read that you would call, you know, Snape Lives? So something that post Deathly Hollows that have taken that into consideration. So I did find a few if y'all want them. Yeah. Yes. But obviously, because it's me, they're all snary. <laughs> I know. That's fine. That's, that's right. what I got. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. One of my favorite fics of all time is called Reconciling Lily's Eyes by Persepolis 130. It's on Walking the Plank. And there's a sequel called Epilogue for Lily's Eyes. So it's like right after the war, Snape's alive. He's trying to like move on with his life. And then Harry just won't leave him alone, basically. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> he like literally <laughs> follows him to the United States. <laughs> like, oh my oh, wow. gosh. So he's like very determined that they yeah. reconcile everything. And it's basically, you know, they're very dysfunctional, odd romance, like falling in love despite the fact that Snape was in yeah. love with his yeah. mom. Or is Snape still in love with his mom and all of his trauma and issues with James, like them yeah. just overcoming all of that. And even though yes. things are not perfect, still falling in love. So that's one of them. And then another one that I really love is called Something to Remember So They Won't Forget by Rosette R. And it's, you know, an eighth year story, um, everyone trying to move on after the war. And then there's also, it's two stories by Sweet Samba. One's called Proto Snape and the other's called Pseudo Prince. And it's basically, he survived, but no one knows it. And he just uses polyjuice to disguise himself. Mm -hmm. And then it just comes to light when Harry is trying to develop some Wizarding Heroes action figures. Oh my. (laughs) And they're trying to do a Snape action figure and that's how they kind of so it's really good so I will will obviously give you all the links for those ones but those are some ones that I really love that I would Uh consider to be that sort of Snape lives where it takes the Deathly Hollows into account and Mm -hmm. surviving in spite of it so yeah just some snary goodies if anyone is interested oh absolutely send send me those (laughs) I'll go put them in In the snary channel yeah for sure Mm -hmm. oh yes please do Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the ones I found on that uh, Severus Snape Lives tag is called The Light in the Fog by Turtle Wexler and it's really entertaining basically it's 10 years after the war and Severus develops amnesia and he can't remember anything after he heard the prophecy in the house. oh wow head. oh so, wow yeah so he forgot pretty much most of everything wow yeah. so it's really interesting I, I'm really enjoying it did you have another one or Meg's do you have? Yeah. One in particular, just because it's one of my favorites that I read over and over again. It's called uh-huh. Andrew 38 by Hippocrates 460. It's a fun, like fluffy, obviously like post Hogwarts AU where Snape actually opens up a yoga studio and he's a yoga oh, teacher. Oh. So it's like his way of getting rid of all the negative energy, but essentially Harry is post-divorce with Ginny and makes this account on essentially a wizard like grinder account 
out and they start talking to each other unaware that it's the other person and eventually when Harry discovers it like it alludes to them having a history which to me like it's missing something there like everyone's like oh of course you guys are together I'm like why do you think that I need to know that but but overall it's very sweet it's very fun and then of course it's got some sexy phone sex and and eventual you know whatnot (laughs) but I love that fic so much it's not like anything I've really read too much uh, to get kind of without being full on muggle AU it was just like them trying to figure out a life aside from being Harry Potter aside from being Severus Snape and finding each other regardless of knowing who each other were so I love that one and I just picture Snape in yoga pants and I love it same (laughs) I was thinking about that exactly (laughs) yeah because I think his photo was like him like bent over in some sort of like downward dog something but his face was kind of covered so Harry's just like ooh someone flexible (laughs) priorities it's fun I really I really enjoyed that one oh that's great um I found an old reddit thread with some ricks for fanfiction.net and I'll post that and one of them was miles to go before I sleep by Renaro basically what would have (laughs) happened if Voldemort had understood that defeat not death conferred mastery of the elder wand and did Mm. not kill Snape and what of all the stray death eaters Jake Hare forgot to mention like Mm -hmm. Bella Lestrange's husband who was really PO'd basically wanting to get revenge so that's a very interesting story and it's one where he doesn't give Harry the memories he sends his Patronus with Lily's voice so Harry thinks it's from his mom and it tells him he has to die so he goes and he does that and Mm -hmm. you know everything happens except everybody thinks Snape's a bad guy and yeah he almost gets lynched and so on so it's it's more spy stuff which is good he goes back undercover yeah that's pretty cool yeah so that's what I got and of course Dan Puff and I love pacify (laughs) obviously (laughs) it's just easy Mm -hmm. to say which essentially is a rewrite of book five onward and past which is you know and how it also shows how he survived which is great too so that's a really Mm -hmm. great series yeah I just finally got caught up with that last week nice it's yeah it's I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of words there are but so many (laughs) it's it's (laughs) it's worth every one of them yeah every time she's asked it's like do you do you know when you're gonna finish it's like I have a plan but it's like it it just we don't know when that that is so it's it's, which is fine give us more they're great Well, yeah, if there's if there's more bots to mm-hmm. to put into it. And yeah, in that case, the way Snape lived was that Harry caused the Shrieking Shack to blow up before Voldemort could kill him, before yeah. he could sick Nagini on him. Yeah. So yep, he has and, one of his and emotional then, so, explosions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, wild magic, which is a whole interesting thing of its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how long we've been talking. Well, at least 55 minutes, 11 so okay i guess i think we covered everything in there yeah talking points so but. i guess kind of just as a fun thing that i want to ask everybody is if snape were to completely either fake his death or decide to separate himself from the wizarding world what do you think he would do like where do you think he would go and what do you think he would do like me personally i love the fact that he would open a yoga studio 
know? Like, I just think that's so uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if he stepped away from the wizarding world altogether. I don't know. I like those muggle AUs where he's like a chemistry teacher. So if he did something mm-hmm. like chemistry. Oh, yeah. Advanced I, yep. professions. I don't know. I think just research somewhere. He's very smart. He likes knowing things. I could see him doing something scientific or just research, writing, just constantly learning more and building himself up and doing more so or influencing mm-hmm. like muggle medicine and trying to help yeah. advance those findings which is really cool to think about too did you read second mm-hmm. life because it is something he does in that fic it is one of my favorite you know it is a snack so <laughs> be aware oh. of that but yes mm-hmm. it is post war and he indeed worked in medicine in that one he's a oh, scientist nice. you know <laughs> yeah i have i haven't read that but i yeah i love that can you get us a yeah. link for that okay yes great. i, I I will, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I will. All right. And, you know, him doing research and everything is so much more noble than just having a bookstore. Mm -hmm. But I can see him doing that and kind of retiring Mm -hmm. from everything. Yeah, just relaxing and not having to worry about anything. And he can still do reading there and be that cantankerous shop owner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Find his bliss, like do everything for Severus and not for other people for once. Mm -hmm. And then he'd get bored and I don't know. <laughs> or, or, or somebody comes <laughs> along and gets him sucked back into the magical world. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, that. I don't know that he would stay away forever, even yeah. if he could go yeah. back to the eyes or something. I could see him going away and like without anyone knowing, developing the neck potions tech instead of just using advanced potion making. Like obviously he made it better and then creating a new potions text to then, you know, Ooh. put out there and then maybe become famous because of it which would be is really fun too i love that mm-hmm. so many things so many possibilities yep. mm-hmm. you can be whatever you want to be <laughs> especially him not only does he deserve yeah. but he's got the skills he's got the drive oh, for sure you mm-hmm. could actually you could tell me he does he's doing anything and i'd be like yep that sounds about right one of my i keep bringing up zigadinus but on ink stains after he's basically rest Rescued. He manages an art space, I guess, you know, where various artists rent, you know, it's a big warehouse type thing. And he does that and he reads science fiction compulsively. Nice. And he has lots of plants, but he has no wand. So anything he does is pretty much wandless. Mm. It's just, I don't know, another interesting way of him. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of him yeah. reading science fiction novels. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, him doing anything pointless, it's a little joy for me <laughs> because he didn't have any time for that in his life, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, he needs to have love in his life too, right? Yeah. Or... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know his always, that's a whole other show that we could have is absolutely the nature of his relationship with Lily, mm-hmm. you know, especially after she's been gone for years and years. Yeah. How does somebody keep that going and yeah and once he's basically redeemed himself by protecting Harry until it's time for him to die right right and it gets him to fulfill his destiny is that something he can then put on a shelf I think he should Mm -hmm. (laughs) agreed yeah I think he Rex. would need to, you know, to live. It yeah. would be necessary to to do that. But yeah, I don't know how. So. <laughs> to move yeah. on, to live, to be happy with the yes. life he has. 
okay, well, I think we've pretty much covered this. I'm sure I'll think of five things that I wish I had said, but always. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we did good. We did good. We can't do everything, but yeah, this was great. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us. Yeah. Megs, Dan Puff, Evil Bean, and this is Snape Centric. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next time. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the discussion portion of our show. Thanks to everyone for joining in. Now we have an interview with the amazing author, Evil Bean. Enjoy. to welcome Evil Bean today. We'll be asking some questions and reading from her work. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm 36, so I'm a little old <laughs> for fandoms. No, you're not. <laughs> I, so I'm you're, old. you're too nice. <laughs> you're too no, nice. I, I'm, I'm a couple decades on that. So. <laughs> I mean, you, you're fine because I don't think really <laughs> there is an age, you know, for fandoms, but yes. also <laughs> youth, you know, around. <laughs> so yeah, 36 for me. And so for the boring part of it, I work in medical research, clinical trials. I'm only saying that because it is quite a demanding job. And sometimes it is hard for me to find time, you know, for nice stuff like fandoms and writing and things like that. So, yeah. (laughs) And actually, it's a little funny that I work in medical research because I have a PhD in chemistry. So really, it wasn't meant to be, (laughs) you know. And potions yeah. always. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I live in south of France, and the awful accent right now, the French accent that I, I despise, but uh, you oh. think it's funny, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Okay. I like to write silly stories about mainly Severus Snape, and I share them with random strangers on the internet, and that's a weird hobby for you. Yeah. How long have you been a writer? So the dreaded question, right? Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm sure all the writer. <laughs> I needed to think about this one. So yeah, my answer will be a little long. Sorry about that. Rather no, clear, you know, <laughs> I really thought about it. <laughs> and so if you mean a writer as in a person who writes stuff, I think my first writing stories were when I was around 11, 12 years old, I think, something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. I remember writing a lot of silly stories, mainly original stories at, at this time. When I was in middle school, I think that's equivalent for you <laughs> because you know, school systems, I had to translate uh, that also. <laughs> so yes, 11, 12 middle school, right? Yes. Okay. And I also wrote a lot of poetry when I was a teenager. So yes, uh, I was a cliche teenager who wrote poetry, <laughs> a lot of them. And if we are talking talking more about making out stories, I think I've always been doing that. I like to play make-believe when I was a child and I was always making up stories and playing in my bedroom, uh, things like that. I I, I mean, I didn't really need anyone <laughs> to play with me, to be honest. And uh, I, I'm an only child, so maybe that was the reason why at first, I don't know. But yes, mm-hmm. I, I was always daydreaming a lot and playing and inventing stories in my head. And to be honest, I still do it to this day. So I'm old, but I'm still a child, <laughs> you know, inside. <laughs> I'm always making up stories and I do these things that I know now a lot of people do, actually. I didn't know that when I was young, but yeah. When I'm in my bed, just before going to sleep, when 
the light is off, I tend mm. to think about stories and characters and plots, and mm. some of them end up being written later on, but most of them don't, to be honest. And yes, I always do that. And I think as far as I can remember, I, I did it as a very young child. So yes, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> and now about fan fictions, I mean, for that, it began where I think it was, yes, also my daydreamings habits for that. I was, you know, watching TV shows or reading a book or things like that. And I started to write some things about them. And I mean, a lot of people are, have similar stories, I think, about that. Mm -hmm. And I would always make up stories with those wonderful characters. And I mean, usually I only need that one character that I obsessed <laughs> about, mm -hmm. you know, and it's all I need to write a story about it. So yeah, that's my story for being a writer now. Oh, that's, that's a great story. I mean, I'm not sure it's really original, you know, <laughs> but well, yes, <laughs> that's it, how it, it came sounds like you have such a rich inner life. Yes, and... I, I think so, you know. I, I think I'm always always thinking about some stories. I'm not really in the real world, you know, in my head. It's good for stories, but not for some other stuff, as you can imagine. Oh. <laughs> So how did you come into the Snapedom? Yeah, so I've always been a Snape girl. I remember reading the first Harry Potter books. And from the beginning, from book one, you know, I mm -hmm. thought he was so funny, you know. Yes. <laughs> I just loved the way he talked and speak and everything he was saying was always so funny to me. And yes, he, he was, I mean, really mean to Harry. But mm -hmm. even as a child, it wasn't really a problem for me. I, I found it, you know, it was delightful for me to read every scene in which uh, there was Snape from mm -hmm. the beginning I just found him yeah. delicious you know as a character I think yeah even book one <laughs> uh -huh. from the beginning for me and yeah. then after that we we had more books and he got even more interesting I think because maybe mm. I wouldn't be a Snape girl if it was only that he was funny and anything right now I don't know really but the mystery around him was really fascinating to me oh yes and I'm sure it's the same for you but uh, I could sense that there was more to him and mm. I remember in particular at, at the end end of book three I think that was the beginning of my real obsession with him because I remember mm -hmm. reading you know the last scene uh, after the shrieking shack in that book when they are I think in the hospital wing I think yeah mm -hmm. and you have Snape that is you know screaming <laughs> at everyone <laughs> and Harry I think thought at that moment that Snape looks something like uninged or something like that and I was you know captivated by, by that I thought it was such an overreaction you know at first reading yes and I really really wanted to know why why is why mm -hmm. he was like that and I was sure there was something behind that and I was right of course mm -hmm. <laughs> so kudos to, <laughs> to myself as a child but yeah and I think it was the beginning of the obsession right here and yeah after that I started doing fandom online and of course when you're online in fandoms it doesn't it doesn't help you know with obsession so yeah I, I'm still a fangirl right now for Snape <laughs> oh, yeah me too <laughs> I mean it doesn't go away like like that you know no what's your favorite format to write so I'm um, I think about this one too and of course my answer is a little complicated because I, I can't really just give you a one answer <laughs> and leave it at that but yes so I think about it and I think first I'm better I think at middle length one shots mm -hmm. that's the easiest thing to write for me like Moonstone for example it's easiest for me to write something like that around I don't know five eight 
keywords, something like that. Mm -hmm. Just one self-contained story, it's better for me. But I experienced, you know, with Drabble last year. So I have like one Drabble <laughs> in my iOS 3 account. It was last year. And I really, really enjoyed that. I was surprised by that, to be honest, because I tried it just to try it, <laughs> to be honest. And yes, it was really enjoyable. And I think for that, it was searching for the right word at the exact right place, because my Drabble was like one hundred words exactly and the challenge of that was really really delicious also you know oh, yeah. but my issue is that and the reason why I didn't write more after mm -hmm. that <laughs> is that I don't read Drabble myself <laughs> so <laughs> really yeah I feel like it's a little self-indulgence you know to write things that you wouldn't read <laughs> I don't know why I feel like that but yeah yes oh. I didn't write more but maybe sometimes just to to you know <laughs> please myself mm -hmm. I guess sure. <laughs> I will do more I don't know uh -huh. and as you know, I, I also sometimes write multi-chapter fix, so like that of full snake boy. Mm -hmm. And this isn't really the easiest format for me. I'm struggling with that. And, you know, you have to plan a little more for that and be a little organized. <laughs> you can't really yeah. punch it. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to do that. So yeah, it's a way of learning for me, this one. And it's a personal challenge and I really like it. And especially in English, but I think I'm getting better at it actually. So that's very good for me. And I'm learning along the way, you know, with that one, <laughs> with a multi-chapter novelish story. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that was my long, complicated answer for you. <laughs> oh, good answer. Do you write about other main characters or fandoms? Currently, I'm not writing for the fandoms or I mean, even other characters character to be honest maybe I will mm -hmm. but uh, yeah but I did in the past because as I explained earlier I, I tend to obsess uh, over things so yeah <laughs> and I remember actually I wrote some fanfics about House and Doctor Who also mm -hmm. I don't think they are you, you can't find them right now and it's better for everyone I think <laughs> because <laughs> it was in French at the uh -huh. time and it's lost in the internet right now <laughs> thank god <laughs> for that yeah. <laughs> but you know actually I'm, I always wrote something like that when I was younger I remember writing things really silly things some really embarrassing ones too and I mean I did write some <laughs> fanfic about silly soaps my grandmother was watching and things like that some old TV shows at my parents and you know really um, embarrassing things yeah mm -hmm. so I, I did that yeah not only for Harry Potter originally you wrote your stories in French which is your native language what factors led you to change to English? So um, that's really interesting because actually it was a journey for me <laughs> to, to end up really being able to write in English. And, you know, because at the beginning, everything was in French for me. I started reading Harry Potter in French. I mean, I can't do that now, which is funny. I'm <laughs> it is mm -hmm. only in English for me now, but at the beginning, of mm -hmm. course, it was in French. I mean, I was maybe 11 or 12, so yeah. And my English was even, you know, worse than now <laughs> oh, at the time. Oh, no. Oh, so, so yes, uh, it was all in French and all of my old stories are lost now on French forums and such things, but everything was in French. And I mean, I think some of them survived on fanfiction.net, the latest stories, but really, really mm -hmm. not a lot. And you know what happened really is that I started to read in English. And I think at the beginning it was because uh, I wanted to read more stuff <laughs> to get access mm -hmm. to more stuff okay. because 
because I have already read, you know, all the French ones <laughs> that I wanted to read. So I started, you know, searching for English, English stuff. I think I learned English that way, to be honest. So yeah, <laughs> that and TV shows, you know, and yeah. And little by little, what happens is that my brain started to go, to get really messed up with it because everything I was reading and uh, all of my fandom life was in English at one point. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I found myself, you know, incapable of writing in French anymore. Oh. So yes, it was awful. <laughs> it is really, oh. yeah, it was awful for me. And I don't know if other people that are non, non-native speakers, you know, of English um, share that story. But for me, it was awful because I couldn't yet write in English, you know. I, my English wasn't good enough for me to write in English. But I was consuming everything in English. So my brain couldn't uh, do it in French. It, you know, it, soon, it didn't sound right in French anymore. I was even making up my stories, you know, my daydreaming, like I call it, uh-huh. in, in English at that time. But I couldn't uh-huh. write, really. So yes, uh-huh. it was a horrible time. And I, I think it was my the longest writer block I, I've ever had for fan fiction. It was like uh-huh. two to three years without mm-hmm. being able to write anything. Okay. And yeah, and of course, eventually I tried it in English because I just needed to write something. And I think it was like four years ago, something like that. And one of my friends touched me a little. I think she will, she will listen to it. So thank you, Alex, for that. <laughs> <laughs> and she pushed me a little and I started to write in English. At first, it was painful and I was struggling a lot because, uh, I mean, I wasn't good at it. And it's still a struggle. It's not perfect, but it's getting better. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I can write in English without the without English being, you know, between me and the story. So that's good. I mean, even if mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to edit it a lot after that, I can write, you know, easily in English. So that's perfect for me. Well, it's great for us too. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's great for me too, because it was really frustrating not being able to write. For oh, me. oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. And, you know, that way I'm better at English now. <laughs> not perfect, but better, believe me. <laughs> oh, you, you're so good. Now. <laughs> you're a master of angst. Um, do you come by it naturally or did Snape bring it out in you? So I don't think it came from Snape. I really think it came from me. <laughs> To be honest, it is the other way around for that. Yeah, okay. because um, as you know, I was always fascinated by Snape, but I think mm-hmm. the reason why is because he's a very angsty character, you know? Yes. And I like them, <laughs> apparently. Mm-hmm. And when I think about, you know, all the characters I obsess about, uh, they're all really angsty and complicated and I've got a type, really. So, mm-hmm. yes, I think it was in that order more. <laughs> and, you know, even when I was imagining uh, silly stuff, about I don't know my grandma silly soaps I turned mm-hmm. everything into uh, angst <laughs> I found some things uh, not so long ago about that and it was just so funny for me to to read something so angsty about a silly <laughs> silly soaps that my grandma was watching at the time you know <laughs> and yeah angst for me it, it's a curse really uh, I think it's me putting it into the characters and not the other way around <laughs> and it's it's a little silly and weird because I'm not really an, ex- an angsty person in real life and not like mm-hmm. that and really enthusiastic and not really angsty right. uh, I th- yeah I think I don't know you like angst too I think what is it for you oh yes I don't know I guess I like hurting <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe I think for me it is cathartic you know it's cathartic to, <laughs> it, to it write and... catharsis yes <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah like you I don't want to analyze it you know too deeply because it's mm-hmm. a little scary <laughs> 
yeah. I don't want to know why, really. Yeah. Yes, that makes us enjoy it so much. <laughs> I'm busy flushing right now, you know, blushing for you. <laughs> In your wonderful but somber moonstone, Sirius is convinced into taking an ill snake to St. Mungo's. How did you come up with this premise? So, moonstone, <laughs> it's a funny one. And you're lucky because I um, I actually remember how it was created, the first word about it anyway, <laughs> when I came out with the story and the start of it. Uh, so I was actually at the back of a motorcycle, you know, in Paris. <laughs> so that's interesting. And for a little bit of context here, for my job, I I tend to, you know, travel a lot across France mm -hmm. and I'm always, you know, in a plane or a train or a taxi. And when I'm in Paris, because Paris is a nightmare where when you try to go anywhere by car, I tend to use taxis that are bike. <laughs> it's it's easier that way. And yes, so it was uh, on the back of one of the of those bikes that I, I started to daydream about the, the start of Moonstone as a story. And I did it for quite some time because I tend to have Have recurrent daydreams and every time I was at the back of some of those bikes I would think about that story again I don't really know why but since we discussed that earlier you and me uh, mm -hmm. apparently now that I think about it uh, I think the, the story about Snape being healed you know maybe it was because when I'm working and I'm traveling I'm visiting hospitals talking to doctors and reading sad patients files to be honest and maybe that was the influence here yeah I didn't oh. think about, about that before saying your questions, you know, before discussing uh -huh. this with you. But yeah, it seems interesting. I think maybe it came that way to me. And, you know, that was the first step for Moonstone. So just a little more of daydreaming and me coming out with stories in my head. But uh, then one day, not, I mean, a little time after that, but not too much, I started to write it, write it, I mean, on my iPad, I think, uh, when I was on a train or a plane, something like that, after work. And it was a little late, I remember that. But yes, I just write, I just wrote, you know, the, the beginning of it because that's all I had at the time, just the beginning. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with the beginning of the story for some reason. And once it was written, I just forgot about it because <laughs> that's how it works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just needed to put it on paper. It, when it, it was my iPad, so no paper, mm -hmm. but yeah. Mm -hmm. And I forgot about it. And sometimes after that, I just found my notes. I think it was like a year later, something like that. And yeah, and I just thought about it and wanted to write it and it took me yes less than two days to write so it was really really quick and it mm -hmm. just came out of me like it was already written <laughs> which was magical you know it, oh, wow. that isn't something that happened really often so mm -hmm. yes I think that's the reason why I, I love this one such the you know the process of writing it was just magical and easy and mm -hmm. yeah it was so so interesting so yes <laughs> that's how it came to be for you uh -huh. wow. it is so good i can't say enough words about it i mean thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm blushing again you know i'm not too good with a compliment here but i'm i mean i'm so glad that people like my my stories you know yes <laughs> it makes me happy i know it is a little <laughs> but yeah it's a happy feeling in that awful snake boy which is a long fic that you're working on minerva mcgonagall takes up the guardianship of a young severus was this to finally give the poor kid a break you know it totally was <laughs> so <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> I feel yeah. seen right now. Yes. Uh, so this week, it's totally me indulging myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted him to be happy, I think. <laughs> so you, I mean, you're totally right on this yes. one. Mm-hmm. And actually for this one, it's funny because I didn't exactly plan to write it at first. Oh. Uh, actually, I wanted to read something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted the oh, happy yes. feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't find anything that was close to what I wanted to read. So uh-huh. yes, I just decided so. to write it myself as you uh-huh. do. <laughs> and I mean, oh, to be honest, great. I still want to read it more <laughs> than I want to write it. But mm-hmm. you know, now it now I'm on it. No, I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm joking because I'm actually having a good time with it. I just struggled with the last chapter. So I'm a little bitter about that right now. But yeah, oh. <laughs> it, was, it was good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, sometimes even when you're like me and like you apparently, <laughs> and you like angsty, <laughs> angsty stories, mm-hmm. sometimes you, you just want your favorite character to, to be happy, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it was exactly that for this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And there's still some angst, mostly because of Severus, how you say? I mean, his view yeah. of the world is not, <laughs> is yeah. really, yeah, it's distorted, you know? <laughs> he's not experiencing the world as it is, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Severus, yeah, he's looking it's... for, you know, things to attack him when there are none. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But yeah. I mean, it's it's I a little angsty. I think he's getting better though. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is a little angsty because you know it is one of my my stories and I can't do anything else apparently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I tried fluff. I can't. <laughs> it always ends sad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yes, there are a lot of comfort also in this one. I think. Mm-hmm. I hope. <laughs> Um, more, more to, yeah. to come, obviously. Uh-huh. What are your future plans for Snape? So, you know, more for Little Severus in <laughs> that full Snape boy, obviously, because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I just published, um, you know, like uh, the, the last chapter uh, this week, I think. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still working on that. And I have other ideas. And I mean, so there's that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, I just written uh, a little thing, little Snapey thing <laughs> for the Rare Pair Fest. Yes, I think it will be published in some months uh, like January or something like that so yeah but it is already done and uh, so we will uh-huh. have that for later and it is angsty of course <laughs> <Just> so, <laughs> so you're worried about that yeah uh-huh. right. and I have other projects at all times uh, in various states of progress to be honest and mm-hmm. most of them are still in my head <laughs> but some of them are already in some kind of form okay. <laughs> somewhere uh-huh. but yes I can't really talk about it because um, you know it, it isn't about spoilers because uh, it's mm-hmm. not that important what I'm writing but oh. it's more because I, I don't I don't know I don't always know what will end up published so I can't really mm-hmm. tell you because if I if I am excited about something right now and I talk about it and I never published it it's not interesting <laughs> for you you know oh. yeah <laughs> and where can we find you online so to find me online if you ever want to I don't know why uh, you can find me on Aosui obviously at uh, Evil Bean because it is my pen name there and I still have my hold account on you know um, fanfiction.net and I tend to publish on both the new stories so yes and I, I am under Natty One on this one <laughs> and also on Tumblr of course at That of Full Snake Boy without spaces so yes it's a mess <laughs> I promise one, one oh. day I will work on that but yes <laughs> oh, you're such Difference. a busy person <laughs> <laughs> yes but you know it is I'm lazy too. <laughs> 
to be oh. honest, for things like yeah. that, yeah. yeah. But it's not good to have, you know, I'm not, a, I, I don't have the same name for each one of them. So yeah, it's a little right. confusing for everyone, even for mm-hmm. myself, because I don't remember always, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> and we will have links up on our website. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, sure. That's, you know. It's easier, yeah. All, all her stories are highly recommended, by the way. <laughs> and then, I'm, if you don't mind, I'll read some passages from your stories. That will be interesting <laughs> to listen to it. Yeah. I will mute myself just to not to disturb you. <laughs> oh. oh, you don't have to do that. No, you know, just to, because I will make sound, you know, <laughs> just li- listening to it. Yeah. You know, it's weird to write something and listen to it later on. Yeah, I, I bet it is. <laughs> this is an extract from Moonstone. Sirius's attention was distracted from Snape when a dark, heavy cat jumped unexpectedly on his lap, already purring. Sirius giggled softly at the soft animal cheek. At least one resident in that awful house was welcoming, petting the cat with gusto. Its fur was very soft and thick with its eyes big and of the greenest green. Sirius drank his tea in silence. Cup was chipped, but the tea was surprisingly good. It tasted of bergamot and general citrusiness. Seeing Snape reappear in the kitchen, he couldn't help but ask, what's its name? Pointing to the cat, still purring on his lap, and currently busy trying to headbutt the hand, holding the cup with a little too much enthusiasm. She's Moonstone. She's my cat. I figured as much, Snape, although I have to say that this is a very friendly cat, considering. And what's that even supposed to mean? Snape was staring menacingly at him. He looked genuinely offended by the comment, and Sirius couldn't help but laugh openly at the silliness of it all. Had he just offended Snape by saying that his cat was too friendly for him? Not going to hurt your cat, Snape. Relax, will you? Snape stayed still for a little while before replying softly, as softly as his broken voice allowed anyway, while staring at the oblivious animal. You better know. She's a good cat. He sounded deadly serious, too. Sirius pinched himself to make sure he wasn't dreaming the whole thing up. Okay, so this is the beginning, or near the beginning of the story. Yes, yes, it is at the beginning, yeah. Mm -hmm. And thank you for that. It was a really lovely reading. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, this finds Snape and Sirius having some common ground. Yes, you know, I I think because it is post-war and, you know, really, I don't remember the setting exactly. I know I calculated it at the time, but... (laughs) I don't remember right now, but it is some years after the end of the war and mm-hmm. both of them are, you know, a little broken, a little yes. or a lot even. Yeah. And I think that was um, the idea here to make them see common ground mm-hmm. because after all of that, I think maybe they can't find their anger anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. it's in the past now. So yeah, they are a little more civil to each other <laughs> in this one. And I mean, yeah. you know, Snape isn't well in, the, in this one. So I think Sirius can't really be nasty to him (laughs) right now right yeah that would be kicking him when he's down yeah exactly and you know with a cat you you have to to be nice yes the cat is nice so yeah (laughs) it's helping (laughs) now this is from that awful snake boy she would often think about this discussion in future years that quiet discussion in the headmaster's office only Papi and Albus there, and that wonderful bergamot tea that they used to drink together in the evening while discussing diverse school matters. How strange and how telling in the end that it was her and that horse, Slughorn, discussing the possible abuse case that was ever Snape, third year Slytherin. At the time, it had been a very uncomfortable situation for all of them. No need to be around the bush here. It wasn't a welcome sensation, something like a diffuse itching guilt. 
it was a little sore on their conscience, being suddenly aware that they deeply wished we were all to be taken care of as soon as possible, if only not to have to think about the unlikable boy for any extended period of time. It was acutely eye-opening for Minerva to realize that sometimes we don't have to like the ones that need us the most for us to help them. And in a sense, this was a truer test of our hearts. It had all happened on Wednesday, 3rd of September, 1973. She committed the date to memory. She would always be amazed that this discussion could have taken place in the first place. If the boy hadn't been unconscious, would they even have learned anything before it was too late? Surely in some cold alternate universe, that awful snake boy was left to fend for himself in the world. And what would his life have been then? A darker thought was that she wasn't sure who would have been hurt the most, a hostile little boy or the rest of the world. Thank you again. Yeah, that's last little bit. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I couldn't help myself. Sometimes I need to to end with a punch, you know, mm-hmm. to call back to canon. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a prologue of the story, actually, this one, mm-hmm. this particular extract. Yeah, and it's very interesting to listening to, to you, you know, reading out loud because I can see right now some sentences that are, that are a little too long. <laughs> I want to edit right now. <laughs> <laughs> hearing you reading it yeah it's funny I, I should read it no 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 don't absolutely not do not apologize for that it's me I should really sometimes try to read it out loud I think yeah uh-huh. and yes we can also see my little obsession with bergamot in here <laughs> <laughs> I became aware of that in last chapter actually of that awful snake boy but oh. seeing the truth extract you know the one from Mouston before and this one <laughs> I can see that it is an old issue <laughs> I think it's a little Easter egg from you to the reader. (laughs) It is, you know, it is. I mean, I already had Bergamot in some old French fic, you know. (laughs) So, yes, (laughs) I have a problem with that. But, I mean, it smells delicious, right? It does. Earl Grey tea, yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's very good. And I tend to drink it when I am writing. So, I mean, maybe that's the reason why. (laughs) Oh, so when we read that, we can think of you writing with your cup of tea. Exactly. And the sound of the rain. That's wonderful. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us again, Evil Bean. I mean, thank you for having me. (laughs) Again, we'll have links to her stories on the website. uh, That's snipechatpodcast.com. And we'll uh, talk to you again soon. And this is it for Snape Chat Episode 7. Find links in the show notes for Evil Bean thick wrecks, and more. Let us know what you think. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Tumblr and Twitter, or send us an email or voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to check out Care of Magical Shippers podcast. Thanks for listening in. Until next time, stay snarky.